1: The itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. I think (laughs) up came the sun and dried up all the rain. Dried up all the rain and And the itsy bitsy spider went up the bad again oh god i don't know if that's right <laughs> if that's right lyrics but i made them
0: up those no are the perfect lyrics and the perfect intro to our black widow discussion episode with lauren el manzano back in action <laughs> boom <laughs> intro done. <time. laughs> did you see my did you see my coordination over here? hi i'm joe and i'm lauren and we are the, the neuro, 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 neuro nerds yes
1: that was on
0: <laughs> i feel pretty good on, well, i feel pretty good about that Welcome to the Neuro Nerds. That was a very interesting intro, and it was done by the beautiful, amazing Lauren Elmonzano. What's up, Lauren? Hi, guys. I'm so happy to
1: see you. I'm back after a long uh, break. Uh,
0: yeah, a little bit of a hiatus.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of a year, guys. Um, <laughs> I can't really talk about a lot of it right now, but uh, trust, uh, trust, and believe. That, in the future, we will have lots to unpack and more things to talk about mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> is, just for you guys. <laughs>
0: not, not not only with a worldwide pandemic, not only dealing with a, a coming back from a major concussion, on top of all of that, some other thing, shit thrown in your <laughs> thrown in yes. your way. You know what we're going to say say it is since you're a bat widow. It was yeah. just some some mission that you were on, and it went wild. It went rogue. It went south. You know what?
1: I'll take it. I'll take it. Actually, <laughs> on a funny note, um, so you know how we sang Itsy Bitsy Spider. If you guys ever, or I sang, I guess, um, there is a creepy, creepy r- Russian lullaby uh, oh that kind of sounds like Itsy Bitsy Spider that people have used as a fan theme. For uh like fan made trailers for the Black Widow movie before the Black Widow movie was even a concept. Um, and it's really, really creepy. Maybe I'll send the link and you guys can listen. It's I think it's called Tili uh Tili Bom.
0: Ooh. Tili Tili Bom. Yeah. The links will be in the bio. And then when you're listening to that, picture in your head me saying Dasvadania. Oh god. Right? That's the only thing I know in Russian.
1: That's sad. I know far
0: more Russian than you. Of course, of course you do, because you run spec ops.
1: (laughs) I am Bat Widow.
0: (laughs) Of course. So how have you been?
1: I am functioning. Let's go with that. We always talk about like, like, so I did it today with my doctor, where it was like scale of one to 10. Where am I at uh, with my anxiety? And it's dropped from where it was. So I'm like at a solid 6.5. Oh, that's okay. it's good and it like that's elevated for me but from what's been going on it was like at a nine so like 6.5 is not bad i'll take it
0: yeah, I tell you, it's hilarious you're like 6.5 that's bad for me i was like that's amazing but like that's on a joe scale on my scale yeah. i was like oh my god you're in an ama- you're in amazing spirits no for me. you horrible but when i think 6.5 i think like the punisher thomas jane movie uh-huh. It's like a six six okay. six point five. Right. So it's like it's it's OK. It's not bad. It's not horrible. It's not great. It's not bad. That is functional. So that, that, that that's good. Now, when you said uh, your doctor, is this like your physical doctor, your crazy doctor?
1: <laughs> no, this is like my <laughs> normal doctor.
0: Oh, OK, cool. <laughs> and physically, you're OK doing better. Good, good, good. That's hey, that's all we can ask for. You know, we're 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 all works in progress. Some of have progressed a little further. Yeah, this is
1: all of our cliffhangers, guys. Like, stay tuned for when Lauren can talk about things.
0: All right, you know what this is? This is like all of the Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows where they're like yes. teasing stuff like Mephisto mm-hmm. in WandaVision. And then, oh, yeah, nothing.
1: Yeah, except this is teasers and there's something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, we will. We
1: deliver. Lauren will not yeah, leave. Yeah, we you deliver. Yeah,
0: you damn right. That's one thing. The neuro nerds are here to help and we deliver. <laughs> that's that's gotta be on a shirt somehow. I've missed you, Lauren. I have. I'm so happy to see you. And I think you need a sandwich. I think you need uh some rest and a hug. That's what I think you need. That's that's what I'm sending to you virtually.
1: I, I I'll take those. Someone asked <laughs> me like what are like my go-to comfort foods. Spam Masubi and macarons, guys. Right there. Not,
0: and not to be mistaken with macaroon. Nope. Mac mac macaron macarons or macarons?
1: Well, if you're French, it's macaron, something like that. Right. That's macaron. Macarons,
0: uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, Just the, don't the say
1: moon's. Macaroons come with coconut.
0: Mac- <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what I think. But also, I'm not very bright. Um you're talking about the colorful hamburgers, right? Yes. yes. Yes,
1: the Krabby patties. Yeah, they look like little cartoon
0: hamburgers, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they're okay. Look, they're very hit or miss for me. I've never had a really really good one, but I don't necessarily eat at these places, Lauren. <laughs> This is true. <laughs> so I'm um, uh, I'm glad. And the spam masubi, I love spam masubi. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it seems weird to some people. It's like, wait, spam with rice and seaweed?
1: No, it's the ultimate comfort food. It's the it's ultimate so comfort good.
0: food. Hey, look, it's spam. It's very comforting. It's not good for you, but it's very comforting.
1: It's yummy. You know, and you know what? When you need comfort food, it's all. That's that's where we go.
0: Hey, I have a question for comforting ice cream. Right. I'm an ice cream person like I love I love ice cream and I love ice cream. That's like other things. Right. So like that's why I like salt and straw because they have like those really weird flavors. And it's like, oh, sidecar apple donut, which is like my favorite one. (laughs) Kraft. There's a store that made Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream.
1: No, I saw that. No, I am so
0: curious. Are you not curious? Nope, not not at all. Do not have that morbid curiosity? Like, what would ice cream, macaroni, and cheese taste like?
1: No, I could live my entire life without knowing that.
0: Because if you think about it, it's like the double comfort. Comfort food, macaroni and cheese. Oh, it's very comforting, right? No. Ice cream. Let me put those two things together. (gasps) Ultimate comfort.
1: No. No? No. This will have to be a poll somewhere on the Instagram or something. Uh,
0: hey, you know what? Who yeah, is on Team
1: Joe life. and who is on Team Right?
0: Which is <laughs> hey, in the immortal words of my beautiful, tiny ass-kicking co-host, everybody is entitled to their incorrect opinion. Just say wrong
1: opinion, wrong opinion, <laughs> not incorrect.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're doing things uh, to come your comfort yourself in in stressful times. We all should do that stuff. Oh, I haven't done it. I you just haven't? said those are my comfort foods. <laughs> no. Lauren! Get those comfort foods in your face. I know. You're I know. withering away. You're withering away. <laughs> if you turn sideways, you would disappear. Oh, my goodness. what was that? I'm just saying. Eat. Um. Oh. <laughs> so, have you been at least catching up with some of these amazing nerdy superhero shows?
1: Some. Some. Have you?
0: I Okay. So, spoiler alert, I have not seen the last episode of Loki because... My significant other keeps on falling asleep, and she refuses to allow me to watch it by myself. <laughs> yeah, this is a downside of being in a decade-long relationship. I have no freedom. <laughs> so I don't know what happens. And I, okay, I, I do have a fear. And you you, you might be able to, to, to help me with this fear. Okay. I kind of feel that all the Disney Plus shows so far, they like kind of, oh, God, I was going to say something really inappropriate. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do they leave you not satisfied. Okay. You know, they, they they tease all of these big, giant amazing. They're like politicians. Yeah. Everything is going to be great. And then it's like, uh, they, wait, that's it. That's that. That's it. You've been talking this up for eight episodes. And this is your this is it. Right. I kind of feel like it's going to be that because in my head, anything less than like Galactus or uh-huh. um, Kang the Conqueror or yeah. even nightmare, you know anything less than a top tier villain, I'm going to be very disappointed. It's just like I, I was, I was underwhelmed with it was Agatha all along, which I thought yeah, was that, cool because they, yeah. it was cool, but they teased so much more than Agatha mm-hmm. all along. They, that's what I wanted. Maybe Cthulhu. I wanted for sure. Wanted Mephisto. Uh, left with a see I was gonna say it again I'm not gonna say inappropriate stuff I'll tell you off air what I was gonna say no I know
1: exactly <laughs> I have brothers I know exactly what you're saying it's, it's a, anyway yes yes stop yourself
0: and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier I, I enjoyed it thoroughly but I wanted something else I don't know maybe yeah. I wanted General Ross at the end to like turn into Red Hulk I don't know I wanted there was something that I desperately wanted and I didn't get and I kind of feel it's going to be the same thing here. They they have set it up perfectly for it to be um, Kang the Conqueror. And if it's not Kang the Conqueror, that means I have to wait until Quantum Mania. Oh, there's some bullshit. No, I don't want to do that. Well,
1: I feel like Marvel has a habit and they've been showing it. And it might even be a larger habit in story, modern storytelling, postmodernism, whatever this is. Um, I would call it maybe the Whedon effect or something, oh, which right. has been this like, um, and we saw it with um what do you call it? Um Star Wars with right. the trilogy, the new trilogy, which is where to subvert audience expectations and Game of Thrones as well, right? Like they, they want to completely pull the rug out from under people, so they pick like the most random thing, non-expected thing ever. Right. And then Oh,
0: Daenerys is gonna be an evil person in two episodes. Great.
1: Yeah. And then what happens, right? Um. So I think that's maybe a symptom. A, gr- a symptom overall right now in in mainstream storytelling is like, oh, we have to give them a twist. Um, you know, but the twist, you know, from <laughs> Shaman, it has to be something crazy. But <clears throat> but they're doing it at the expense of characters, character arcs, greater themes, things like that. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Your reviews help us grow and reach more listeners like you.
0: Find us by searching for the Neuro Nerds on the Apple Podcast app today. Like, I, I'm still, I am so sour about the boner um, twist in uh, WandaVision. it's oh. like, really? Why? Why? Oh, like now again, if they're playing the long game, and now we know about Loki and variants, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, well, this is a variant of so-and-so, and, and in this universe, this person is actually this. And you have female Loki, and you have kid Loki, and then you have, like, uh, you know, black Loki, and then you have, like, all mm-hmm. these different versions. You had, oh, like, Ogre, Hulk Loki, all of these just different versions. So, okay, maybe in a different timeline, Boner is actually Quicksilver, Quicksilver. Like, why would you take the guy who's Quicksilver in the Fox franchises and put him in WandaVision to play Quicksilver. If he's not going to be Quicksilver, like I'm, I'm so bitter. I'm so bitter about that. It made no sense. I hated it so much. So if they don't tie it together later on with like variants and Mephisto, they're not going to. Oh, come on. Give me some.
1: No. And, and what I think what happens is in there, it's not like they're like they're planning it, but the way it, it feels is they're retconning is what mm-hmm. they're doing. Instead of having this all planned out from the beginning, like you said with, oh, there are actually variants and stuff. No, it's, this is retconning. They're, like, fixing their mistakes at the end and saying, no, but it really was this. And I think that comes down also from, like, I'm going to still harp on Endgame, guys. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest problem with Endgame, well, there was a lot of problems that Lauren has with Endgame. Let's be real. But one <laughs> of the problems with Endgame, which I also feel was continued into mm-hmm. the Loki Series and to an extent, to Black Widow, um, was there was no internal agreement about time travel and how time worked uh, because again, it's been put out there and it's been um, what do you call validated or whatever where um, the writers for Endgame had a different understanding of the way time travel and time was functioning, and the Russo brothers had a different one. So that's why it was kind of weird in Endgame. It didn't quite make sense, and they kept beating us over the head, telling us, oh, no, it makes sense, it makes sense, when there was no internal agreement. And so that's why I had a continuing problem with it in Loki, where they were just trying to retcon and explain it over, over and over and over again, and it didn't quite make sense. Um and then, you know, the whole thing about Black Widow, if you guys haven't seen the movie. Um, well, you guys have seen Endgame. So spoiler alert: Natasha dies at the end. You know, <laughs> So like it. everything that happens in. Yeah. So everything that happens in Black Widow, it kind of doesn't matter, you know.
0: Right. Right. It was basically just it's very hollow. Right. Right. It, it's basically just setting up some other things and kind of laying the groundwork mm-hmm. for other characters like Yelena Belova, who I don't know mm-hmm. how you felt about. I loved her. I was I was a big fan. I really really enjoyed her character. And as for like the Russos and the writers, I I I, I know what the uh, what the problem is. The writers Variants. Mm. Oh God. <laughs> well, and
1: and, and Yelena Belova is one of my favorite characters in the comic book, and I love the rivalry in the canon between her and Natasha. And I and I like the sister dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florence Pugh is a really good actress. So good. She did a good job.
0: I cried now. Oh, I'll do. I cry. Lauren, it's obviously you've known. me you know, I cry. I cry all the time. It's annoying. Like, I feel like I'm so, I'm such a man. No, I feel like such a little girl. Yeah. That's sexist. Whatever. I'm in my forties. It's I, am learning slowly. <laughs> so I, I was, um, I was taken aback. It was the scene where she reunites. Spoiler
1: alert guys. Spoiler alert. If you haven't oh, yeah, seen yeah. Black Widow.
0: Also, Come on, guys. Watch Black Widow. You can see it at home. You can see it at home. Well, you got paid. No,
1: don't make people see it. Yeah, they got to pay money. Like, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. see it when you can, guys.
0: See it, Yeah, yeah. whenever you see it, just enjoy it. it. It was for me, seeing it at home. Amazing experience. I didn't even put on pants. You can't do them publicly in trouble. People look at you funny. Anyways, there was a so spoiler alert. There was a scene where they kind of reunite after years and years with like the mm-hmm. family, with Red mm-hmm. Guardian and Iron Maiden. Um, mm-hmm. these, this is their superhero names. Um, and they were just like, so Red Guardi- yeah, Red, Red, Red Guardian is like, oh, it was a job and blah, blah, blah. And then like, uh, Iron Maiden was like, oh yeah, you know, this the mission. And then Yelena Velova is like, it, it was, it was real to me because when it happened, like they were like, what, sleeper agents? Is that what you call them?
1: Uh, yeah. You could call it that.
0: They're kind of like sleeper agents, like, like the Americans. I've never seen it, but it's like, you know, Russian undercover. Undercover. Yeah, so they, they were on the cover. Yelena Velova, when she started, that she was three years old. So it was real to her. Like, that was her, Red Guardian was her father. Uh, Black Widow was her sister. And mm-hmm. you know, Iron Maiden was her mother. Like, that was her family. So then seeing them as an adult and them just completely dismissing the way they grew up, she, like, just the look in her face again, uh, um, she's uh, Pew. What's her first name? Florence. Florence. Florence Pew. Amazing actress. I felt all the feels when she was like, it was real to me. Because if you think mm-hmm. about it, yeah, it was real to her. um uh, Black Widow was already a little bit older. So she mm-hmm. could be, you know, a little bit jaded. She'd never been through this stuff. She started out when she was three years old. So obviously, like, this is the only kind of thing that she's ever known. And just to see her as an adult and just seeing her father and her mother completely dismiss their upbringing was like heartbreaking. You could see it in her eyes. And I was like, oh my God, this is so sad. Which I was very happy to be home to cry with no shame. If I was in a theater, I have to pretend everything is fine or the air conditioning is messing with my eyes.
1: Well, and for you guys, if you guys know the canon in the comic books, this is, of course, going off the idea that Natasha was not born in the early 1900s and does not have super soldier serum um, or the Red Room or Russian version of it. Therefore she is not a super soldier like um, Stephen Bucky, which I always had an issue because if there was ever going to be a threeple, uh, a threesome, <laughs> it's them. Um, but again, this is a, again with that. And of course this is also ignoring the, the comic book canon theories that Natasha was actually one of the Romanovs as in, the ruling family of Russia before uh, Lenin, you mm-hmm. know? So, because uh, there was a theory, there's a, a rumor that she was a princess, right? That that's oh. why her last name is Romanov.
0: Oh, right. But she's just like a regular ass human being. Like not yeah. she's no no super, star. she's just like some chick who just happens to be one of the baddest fighters in the world and the greatest- Right, like, who's a black widow. The greatest super spy ever.
1: Correct. And what does this all bring about, which is totally hitting home for all of us, and especially me recently? Trauma and what trauma can do to people.
0: (laughs) They hit a lot of points. One
1: thing I liked about what I like about Loki's character and I like about Black Widow's character, um, especially in their newer incarnations in a little bit of the MCU and a little bit of the modern comics, is that they are no longer just, you know, they've never necessarily been black or white. They've never been right. the villain nor the hero. They've kind of been in the in-between and depending on the writer or the film. And they've kind of shifted one way or the other. They're, they live in the gray, right? right, by the nature of what they are. And um, especially with the new version of Loki, who is, you know, Thor's brother, which also is not correct to the mythology. And actually in the mythology, Loki was odin's brother If you didn't know that yeah I didn't he was know that. uh he was loki's uh he was um odin's blood brother blood sworn brother and he was also a uh god of fire as well like one of his powers is fire yeah for a frost giant really? so so was he yeah.
0: was he loki borson uh
1: not a bore son. if i remember correctly they're blood brothers which are like sworn brothers like they
0: like oh okay yeah, but, kind of, by the way kind of, are you a yeah. little bit with my deep nerdum right there yeah, with Boar, like, uh, father of Odin.
1: Yeah, not bad. Um I, I heard the Boar son. Now, can you name his mother?
0: Nope. <laughs> no, I can't.
1: <laughs> his mother was a, a Yoden named Besla.
0: Besla. I Wait, was she a snake? No, the, I'm thinking Basilisk. No. no. Okay, went yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> no. uh, but
1: yeah, but yes, so it's the idea. So like um one of the things, again, if we're looking at the parallels, and it's interesting how it's being presented is that, you know, both in the two MCU, like, hot hits right now, and um, actually most, uh, and then also with, like, WandaVision, um, has been, like, family has been the theme. You know, same thing with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, But especially for Loki and Black Widow, it's the idea of, like, they're adopted children, and, like, what does that do to your identity? Um, You know, and how do they, like, kind of rectify or reconcile that for themselves or do they
0: wild you're right like all of the disney plus shows have everything to do with family wanda Mm -hmm. losing members of her family losing mm-hmm. m- more members of her family, losing mm-hmm. her children, her like mm-hmm. made up children, but then ended up being real Falcon and the winter mm-hmm. soldier. The, even the flag smashers, they were like a ragtag group of family. Like they became family, but let's talk about
1: Bucky having no family. Cause the oh. only family he had was Steve and I have so many issues, but again, I digress. <laughs> We've already talked about this
0: and then Falcon and Falcon's family, everything mm-hmm. that's going on in there. And now, mm-hmm. you know, lo- Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, see, the 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 tie that binds family,
1: trauma, mental health. <laughs> That's where yeah, it all look, comes
0: from. <laughs> and and even, you know, family and the black widow, and also talk about trauma, the su- super spoiler at the end where she kind of knocks that thing out of her head, talk mm-hmm. about head trauma. She mm-hmm. is she gave herself definitely concussion and I hope she doesn't suffer any post concussion syndrome because yeah. that was a very deliberate hit. She slammed her head mm-hmm. so hard purposefully on the the counter. Now, why did you do that? Watch the movie, guys. Mm-hmm. It's a very important part. It was really cool. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I I think part of her outfit should be a helmet. I ju- I just do. I yeah. think every all every superhero without super soldier serum should have a helmet. I just that should just be a prerequisite.
1: That's probably true, and I think that also it's one thing to keep in mind, especially as we like as more of our superheroes come into mainstream media, it's like analyzing why people become a villain or a hero. Is there, you know, is it, it's also like perspective, but it's like trauma, right? Right. Which it's not a fun word, but it's like, what do you do with trauma? Um, you could argue that maybe the creation of these superheroes, like think of Batman, the ultimate like trauma superhero, um, is that people not dealing with their trauma? Mm. Right? Becoming like, they're like, oh, I'm going to be a superhero or a supervillain or this. I'm going to be this thing because I don't want to deal with my trauma. Like, I just right, thought about like, that right now. Like, like
0: if, if Batman went to therapy, would there be Batman? Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our hashtag you so rock Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash usorock to connect with other survivors like you.
1: Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at JoSoRock.com slash rock. And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them.
0: And remember, us. You you so so rock. Rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. That's
1: right like think about that like if 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 our favorite yeah, like listening harry potter right mm-hmm. if harry ha- went to therapy and had a good home life and dealt with the abuse you know the trauma and the abuse of his um of they his kept me under the stairs <laughs> yeah would do you think he would have gone out of his way to prove himself and of his worth and value to like kill voldemort like
0: oh Wow, Do we have being, all
1: these epic stories because people can't deal with their ish.
0: <laughs> every comic book, every graphic novel, every movie, TV show—all of these can be just—they just, could all disappear right now if it just started with therapy. That's it. <laughs> if they all went to therapy, we wouldn't have any of these uh, uh, heroes with issues. Tony Stark, right? If he would have gone to therapy earlier, he wouldn't have—you know—ended up the the way that he is well the way that he was
1: well yes because if he had dealt with the death of his parents in the comic books he was alcoholic oh, yeah. uh, or in the early versions of him and then he turned into it turned into when robert downey jr had his new one it was ptsd yeah. right but that again is another ish and trauma response right yeah, um, yeah. so much
0: fun so much fun yeah. and it sucks and I'm, I'm saying this and not to you know go real deep or anything like that. it sucks that you have that now yeah and it's it's I'm part of the club horrible. guys it it hurts my heart because I know how I know how deep it can be, you know, and it and and it sucks, but I'm so proud of you for you know, uh, fighting through and you know yeah. not creating suits of armor <laughs> to protect yourself.
1: I was like, is this my origin story, guys? <gasps> no, but I'm working with with mine, but it it's it's definitely something to consider. It's like, what are we viewing? on TV. And I kind of, it's a good thing. Like we're kind of now having imperfect characters and I feel like maybe, especially through Loki is like from the first episode, I think a lot of people at least saw the first episode one, Tom Hiddleston, amazing actor makes me, it makes us all feel things. And he's He's a genuinely
0: beautiful human being. He, he makes you feel different things than me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But um, you know, what did they do? So they took the, Avengers-era Loki. And remember, that
0: the is... Eve, right evil Loki.
1: Out. And I use evil in quotations, because remember, right, he right, was right. basically Thanos' captive prisoner. Right. Um, and So, tra- so, so more,
0: more trauma. Tra- trauma. Trauma. Torture. Tortured. Yeah, PTSD. Yeah. Mischievous Loki. Kind of like Loki. Bucky,
1: right? Oh. Um, yeah, so okay. come on. Um, so you have that one. So that's the one that hasn't necessarily done the Dark World, right? So he right. hasn't been punished hasn't lost his mother, hasn't reconciled with Thor, and then didn't do Ragnarok, and then didn't, you know. So they took that very raw Loki, right? And there's a lot of arguments to say, like, he kind of messed up the invasion himself. Like, there's all these theories, which I subscribe to. Um, It's my fanon in my head, my head canon. But then to put him in a situation where then, you know, Mobius is very um, clinically, you know, just showing him these major milestones in his life, right. um, you know, and then you get to see these raw reactions, which is really nice. Cause it also shows that that Loki wasn't so far gone by then. And the right. harder Loki we saw, you know, kind of was a product of like not being, maybe not dealing with the trauma of Thanos, you know? Right.
0: What, what I, I really liked is it took several movies For Loki Mm -hmm. to process, to shift, to change Mm -hmm. and become the Loki that we all kind of fell in love with at the end where Thanos snapped his neck. Mm -hmm. And in Loki, the Disney Plus show, he kind of there was a scene where Mobius is showing him all of Mm -hmm. the stuff that he did. And just Tom Hiddleston just reacting to himself and Mm -hmm. all that like him being murdered, him, Mm -hmm. you know, seeing his mother be murdered all of the Mm -hmm. seeing his brother be tortured seeing all of those things just his reaction was just brilliant tom hiddleston Mm -hmm. is awesome so i actually really like that we've gotten two completely different loki's Mm -hmm. not obviously the show has like several different ones but i'm just saying like the mcu main canon loki that was an amazing uh journey to follow Mm -hmm. and then in loki the tv show it's been an amazing journey to see this version turn into who he's turned into who i think all loki's are just confused. You know, mm-hmm. they need a little love. They need a hug and they need some guidance. If not, they kind of go towards like, was it president working? Self-destruction. Self-destruction. Yeah. You know, they they're 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 not no longer like oh, you know, he's the god. Of, yeah, he's the god of mischief, right? It's like, oh no, he's the god of like horror, terror, and evil. Yeah. Like that yeah. that's it's it's a thin line. Like, are you gonna go this way or that way? And it's just really cool to see two complete different arcs of the same character. I just think it's so for you, I would think even though you didn't love how it kind of uh, started, I think you really enjoy it. Cause you're getting like double Loki.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I, to an extent, I have a lot of issues with, um, lady Loki and some of the other stuff. Cause in my mind, that's enchantress. That's not lady Loki.
0: Thank you. Yes. yes. I agree. A hundred percent. Definitely not lady Loki. It's a hundred percent enchantress.
1: Yes. I mean, that's where I'm, that's will be my headcanon. And I will, you know, die on that rock. Um, but what's actually really cool, because like, what, you know, we're seeing these progresses. And even though it's not necessarily like how it was in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, where we were like happy to even see therapy mentioned, you know. Yeah. Um, here, we're kind of seeing, like you, like you said, those movies of character arc, we're kind of seeing it condensed on screen to give us. Uh, a more nuanced evolved Loki, which is amazing. Right. Um, which would be great. But, you know, sorry, lost my train of thought where I was going, guys. If
0: we only yeah. knew what that felt like as brain injury survivors over here, I, I think it's beautiful to to watch like the redemption arc yes. so quickly too. Because easily, oh, you know what's really even crazier too? watching the old footage of, like, how Loki was first introduced, Mm -hmm. he he was not nice. He was not nice. And I remember uh, Felice was thrown off. She was like, wait a minute. He was that mean? I was like, yeah, yeah, he was not nice in the Avengers, but it's because of all these other things. But also, if you look at it as, like, brain injury survivors, which we are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's the the hero's journey. Even with Loki, Mm -hmm. even with Loki being the god of mischief, he's on the hero's journey. He, even him who wanted to destroy everything, he made his way back. Like, if he can make it from just, like, trying to take over the world, trying to take over Earth and siding with that well, not that he had a lot of choice, but, you know, siding with Thanos, being responsible for his mother's death in one timeline, if he can make his way back from that, we can make it back from anything.
1: Well, and, and now I remembered where I was going with this, guys, because there's this cool new thing, but it was the idea of, like, um... You know, seeing trauma and character arc and mental illness being mentioned on mainstream media, especially via Disney, which is one amazing because it's so many people can see it. But there is now a new shift in like some storytelling. And we found there is a cool new, you know, we're going to shift a little bit from Marvel, but it's a new DC comic series coming out, guys.
0: Wait, wait, who, who, who's it, who's it by?
1: What do you mean? DC. It's not,
0: not, boo! <laughs> Thank you for setting me up. I just wanted to boo DC.
1: <laughs> but it's the comics. It's not the DCU or DCEU. Oh, Remember, we just, yeah. Oh. yeah, we like the comics. We do, we uh, do. And it's called Heroes in Crisis, and it's supposed to be um, how people with superpowers can overcome emotional trauma. Um, and so, from what, I, what we have researched, guys, in the NeuroNerds Labs. Um, and it takes place in a place called Sanctuary, which is a crisis center for superheroes, which helps them come to terms with the mental and emotional wounds that inevitably result from their commitment to a life of brutality. So this almost sounds like um, like what happens while they're the superhero. Maybe not quite. It's like It's not the therapy to get them to prevent them to be a superhero, but once they are. Um, And it says Sanctuary was founded by Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Wow. Um, and then when this series does begin, um, it's, it begins about after five years of operation of this sanctuary center. And the author is really cool. Uh, his name is Tom King, and he is a former CIA operations officer who served in Iraq. And he apparently returned from war and had his own mental health crisis. In his words, he says, I was broken. I didn't realize how brittle I, brittle I was. I couldn't catch my breath. And I think a lot of us can relate to that
0: statement. God, that I feel personally hit. That is <laughs> deep because, you know, it's funny. Just the, that that wording mm-hmm. brittle. You, you mm-hmm. feel you feel brittle. You feel weak. You know that there's mm-hmm. there, there's something to somebody who's so physically strong. Lauren El Manzano, yes. <laughs> to feel weak, you know, like Fragile. It, it, you're. Fragile, You know, it's like brittle. It, it's it's kind of a mind fuck. Like it it really is. It, it's so deep. There's something that's uh, like you can't explain what goes on in our brains. You know, that's why I think we all kind of flock together like brain injury survivors, mm-hmm. because like we understand it. We can explain it a million times over. You're not going to get it. And that's OK. Like, that's OK. Well, I don't want you to get it because it's horrific unless you're my you know unless you're my enemy then of course I want you to get it because it's horrific and I want you to know and feel horrific things right is that, <laughs> that, that too much is that too joker is that too <laughs> evil villain wow <laughs> but I, I like wow. how they're touching base with like yeah superheroes you're you're living a life of, of trauma and stress just like you know uh, the dude was in the CIA so he's seen some stuff so he's lived a life of trauma and stress now we have not gone to war but I say it before like we have gone to war with our own minds Mhm thank you to our amazing community on patreon for supporting this podcast
1: you can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which neuro jedi tier you sign up for for example if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release.
0: Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at patreon.com slash the NeuroNerds. Now, however you had your brain injury, whether you got it through, through a stroke, a pre-existing condition, an accident. It's trauma is trauma is trauma. It's traumatic. It really, mm-hmm. it can. And most, in most cases, it changes your life. It shifts it, mm-hmm. it like completely. So it, it's nice to know that even in, in, um, uh, you know, comic books and so these super, these actual superheroes are kind of processing and have to deal with some of the stuff that we do. It's, it's normalizing it like across the board.
1: Absolutely. And actually this is going to a bigger trend apparently there's something called superhero therapy and it could just be like a nice sensational title, but, um, or there's another one called geek therapy, um, which is kind of incorporating fandom and, um, superheroes in order to create, um, a way for people to maybe identify with a character in therapy And, you know, they can find someone or something or a situation that represents, um, you know, how they feel better than they're able to articulate. Um, And especially because fandom is usually very central to most people's, to a lot of people's, like, identity or something they hold very dear. So um, they're able to, you know, identify um and maybe that's a great way to kind of push someone or like to help them and be like, Hey, so your favorite character is um, I don't know, uh, Harry Potter, right? Or Buffy and, you know, or Xena or whatever. And they go on a journey of self discovery, of who mm. they are and their identity. And, you know, maybe that's a pathway for you to move through your healing and
0: recovery. Mm. I, I, I love that. I, I know we we try to do that, you know, we've shared our story several times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we share it through everything kind of, kind of nerdum. We've mm-hmm. talked about our journey through, through Star Wars, through Harry Potter, through Buffy, mm-hmm. through the MCU, through the DC. Boo! <laughs> Sorry, I can't help it. Every time I hear DC, I just want to boo. Sorry, not DC. DCEU. Even that, just, oh, I kind of feel like I need to rinse my mouth out <laughs> when I hear DCEU.
1: But that's also really cool. Like, if we think about it now, maybe people who didn't have access to... Fandom, or you know the the horrible gatekeepers in the nerdum world, where you know you're not you got to be able to name every single character that ever existed. Um, but but now that it's like accessible via Disney, you know, for as much as our Disney overlords control everything, and we have issues with what they've done to some narratives, but um, <laughs> you know maybe a kid will see um, you know, WandaVision and they'll, or a a teenager or an adult will see the progress of grief. And now they can be like, oh, that's what I'm feeling. So maybe I'm angry, Mm -hmm. you know, and then, you know, and they can help normalize grief or, you know, same thing with Loki. Maybe someone who's adopted, who has a lot of anger issues Mm -hmm. can be like, okay, maybe I'm on a journey like Loki.
0: It's, that's that's beautiful. I, I I love that and and look, it, it's been a hot button issue for the past couple of years, you know, and I think it's it's well deserved too. Representation mm-hmm. matters like mm-hmm. it does in you know everything from um what it, nationality, mm-hmm. sexual preference, uh, religion, all, everything. it all matters. representation matters. and also like, so hey, mental health, it matters. Mm-hmm. seeing seeing these icons, mm-hmm. seeing these juggernauts go to therapy. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's not too many um superheroes more masculine than the winter soldier. Sorry. Have you seen that dude without a shirt? Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> now that being said, he's sitting across fighting back tears, talking to a therapist. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal. Sorry.
1: It's okay.
0: See you a sec. We're
1: gonna honor the moment, guys. This
0: is good. Oh, sorry. It's a progress. Um, no, it. It was a a big deal for me. Fuck. It's fucking Winter Soldier. It's his fault. I know. (laughs) It's about my
1: boyfriend. It's okay. It's about Bucky and the goats.
0: (laughs) It it was a big deal for me to see, you know, an actual superhero, right? I'm a big fan of the Winter Soldier, but to see a, a superhero process and not have to just be I'm a big strong man, you know, and mm-hmm. just like let your guard down and share. Yes,
1: men, you can have emotions. Men, you can cry. You yeah. are valid. Your emotions it, are valid. Again, it, down it, with it the was, toxic masculinity.
0: For, for sure, it was really nice to see, and it was really refreshing. Mm-hmm. And it was representation. It was really nice to see a and a like look what's the difference between you know a a soft squishy man a big strong man like a man whatever it is i just saw you know bucky is like masculine right like Mm -hmm. he's not just that but like a superhero and there's nothing more masculine to me than like a superhero and just to see this dude just break and question things and process stuff out you know and just say things like what does that say about me what if it feels was- mm-hmm. it was great to see mm-hmm. and it was really impactful to me and i can only imagine how many others felt that and not just in that situation this is like a mental health thing this is a ptsd thing this is a, mm-hmm. a like a, a trauma thing which is beautiful but then it's i start validating to think, oh 100 i start to think even further down the line where i'm saying wow you know we have uh, uh, a black Captain America mm-hmm. that is going to change children's lives in the mm-hmm. future. We're going to have a uh, um, uh, Miss Marvel who's Pakistani, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And it just makes me think of uh, Anoushe mm-hmm. who lives in Pakistan. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if she had that when she was a kid. This is a superhero mm-hmm. that I can be that because she looks exactly like me. Representation matters, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just across the board and specifically for me seeing um, Marvel and Disney touch on mental health is so important and it started with, you know, when they switched Tony Stark from being an alcoholic to having PTSD, when they had him uh, have his, his, uh, you know, dissociative episodes, when he had his Mm -hmm. breaks, when all of those things, when he went and he talked about his trauma, it was a big deal. You know, that all of this is, it it makes me comforted that we have our Disney overlords.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Sorry for that quick break that I didn't realize that was going to hit me the way it did.
1: No, and that's good. But I think that's a good place to kind of leave it for today is what, where are we represented, you know, in whatever we, we, whatever that identity is, whether it's gender, sexuality, mental health, brain injuries, you know, where are you represented? What is the stories that are being told? I, I think a few years ago, we talked about changing the narrative and we talked about telling our own stories and so some of those stories are now coming to light. Now is Disney doing an A plus job? Hell no, they ain't doing <laughs> that. They ain't doing shit, especially on some of the some of the spectrums. All right on things, but at least it's starting.
0: It's and, starting, you know exactly. Is yeah, that so, no, it's not perfect. No, it's nowhere perfect near. at all. But no, we're getting there.
1: Yes. So you know, I think uh, we always like to end with an idea of the hope
0: and always. progress.
1: And I feel like we're on our way, especially with such amazing shows as like Loki and the movie Black Widow. So if you haven't seen those yet, guys, go watch it and then go whenever it's published. I don't think it's published yet. It could be. I could be completely wrong, guys. Um, but Heroes in Crisis it, it is, is a DC comic that.
0: Boo. No, no, D- D- yay, no. DC Comics. Yay, B- boo, EU yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and, and look and uh, also just saying out there what characters do you resonate with what new characters what future characters that are coming to the mcu where you're like hey that is going to be my guy you know mm-hmm. let us know hit us up i'll do a poll you know we'll do a poll yeah. on, on the neural nerds uh, instagram you let us know like what what characters like represent you and also like what characters do you want to see represented in the future you know mm-hmm. um i I, th- I think that'd be kind of cool yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know why my voice went up, but it did. Also, I just want to say, Lauren, I, you're, oh, first off, your nails look amazing. Thank you. Like, they're, they're so long in comparison to like the length that they, oh, shit, the length that they normally are. And I'm a little off put. I'm, I'm a little frightened. You know, it's a little bit like a, a taskmaster when he went whoosh, and the nails mm-hmm. came out. Reminded me of that. Also, I just, I just love you so much. Aside of that, I'm so fucking proud of you. Aside of that, I'm so tired of fucking crying every time we talk Lauren, but I love you so much. And I'm, I'm I'm so happy to just chat with you and see your amazing ass kicking, beautiful face. I just love you so damn much.
1: I love you guys too. And Joe,
0: <laughs> mostly me, mostly me, I all that. And on that <laughs> very selfish note, you can reach out to this amazing woman at Lauren L. Manzano on Instagram. You can reach out to us, at the wait, yeah, us the neuro nerds yes. <laughs> on yeah. all the socials. You <laughs> can reach out to me. Had Joe rocks everywhere, and on that, really, I got a little discombobulated. Note: <laughs> These neuro nerds are out. <laughs> I got a, your nails are really long, like they're they're longer Thank than you. normal. It looks really good. Thank you. I've been getting them done.